Sales is the most lucrative skill in the world, period. The problem is most sales advice out there today is outdated, cheesy, and can even keep you from getting the deals that can make all the difference in your career. This is the No BS Sales School, a podcast for entrepreneurs and salespeople who want to master the skill of selling without all the BS. I was having what I hoped would be a coaching session with a client of mine. Um, I've been working with this guy for a while. He works for one of my corporate clients and I'm talking to him and it was a it instead of a coaching session, it was a bit session for him. He's wah, 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 and talking about his competitors. Um, the, my competitors do this. My competitor, I can't do that because my competitors do this, blah, blah, blah. And I got so fed up. I was like, I don't know where this came from. I said, your biggest damn competitor is you. He said, huh? And I thought, was up. Yeah, where the hell did that come from? And I realized it was right. He's scared. He's too afraid to do anything different. His biggest competitor is inside of his head, and he blames everybody else. He didn't like it when I told him that. We talked about it further, though. And anyway, he kind of he began to buy in. I think it's going to take six months or a year to work with him to help him realize that the biggest problems are right between his damn ears. And he's no different than anybody else. We're all the same. Our biggest competitor, our biggest problem, every one of us is between our own ears. And so I was processing that. I was talking to him. I was taking notes from what I was saying. And I realized there are about five ways, right, that we're our biggest competitor and things that we need to do to tighten up and be better. Number one, Right. It's right what we were talking about. It's his mindset and his self-talk. I can't do that. We can't do this. They'll never do that. It's these bullshit excuses that people make about why things won't happen or why they can't change. Or maybe there are things that they don't that maybe they can't articulate, but they're telling themselves, I'm not good enough to be here. I don't belong here or I shouldn't be making this kind of money. Nobody from my family makes this kind of money. Right. Who knows? These things that soak into our psyche from a very young age, where we feel guilty about things or we're afraid, right? Our parents who loved us dearly gave us some pretty shitty messages as far as being a sales guy, right? One, don't talk to strangers. For God's sake, don't talk about money, right? Don't interrupt people. I mean, that's terrible advice if you're going to grow up and be in sales. It's all about interrupting people. <laughs> it's all about it. And talking about money, for God's sake, right? And going to meet strangers and crossing the street. Notice your self-talk. What are you telling yourself that's normal? What's the world you're describing to yourself? Chances are you're making it much smaller than it really is. And I think everybody can benefit from noticing your self-talk. What are you telling yourself? And then challenging. One of the things I have noticed, one of the things I've uh, habit I've tried to pick up is when I hear myself saying, you shouldn't be here, or that's too much money, or this, blah, 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 you're, you're whatever is a problem. You can't do that. Is I say to myself quietly, hey, thanks for your input. How about go sit down? I got work to do. All right. I want to notice, I want to separate myself from my self-talk. Some people use meditation for that. I struggle with that. I'm not, I'm not very good at meditation, but that's one way that some people, I need to work on that. How about that? Instead of that excuse, I need to work on, I haven't figured out how to meditate yet. So number one, notice your thoughts. They are not you. 
work to make them stronger so that they become an ally for you or more of an ally instead of an enemy like they seem to be now. Another way we're our worst enemy, right? Our worst competitor is it's our work ethic. Are you willing to do the hard shit? Are you willing to devote, I don't care, hour a day, hour and a half a day, two hours a day to pay time activities, stuff that will bring new money in the door? If you spend two hours a day doing pay time activities, stuff like calling, calling prospects, having conversations with people who can buy shit from you and having those conversations, talking to your existing clients about referrals or adding on business, going to networking events with a purpose to find people you can connect with, who can either buy from you or who can get you to people who can buy from you. Pay time activities, right? If you spend two hours a day on that, that leaves you another, I don't know, eight hours, six to eight hours a day to do all the other bullshit that doesn't get you paid, but it keeps you getting paid. The customer service, the problem solving, the meetings, all that kind of stuff. Are you letting your time just go? You're just getting dragged along. As soon as you walk in the morning, you start solving problems and you really are not consistent in going out to find new business. That's where we hurt ourselves. That's where our biggest competitor, right? The next thing is how willing are we to adapt and learn? How willing are you to say, holy shit, now this time in 2023 in the spring is different than five years ago. The world has changed again. And the shit that I was doing may not be the best stuff to do anymore. I may not have that edge. I might need to go learn something new. One of the things I've been focused on, and I talked about it last week, I think, is chat GPT. People are so worried, oh my God, is AI going to take my sales job? Well, probably not if you're continuing to grow. I'm going to figure out how to use this as a tool that can help me be better. It's been its very early stages now. Is AI the greatest thing in the whole world? Hell, I don't know. Is it going to take over the world? Hell, I don't know. But I'm going to learn how to use it to my benefit, just like other tools that come out, right? I need to be on top of that kind of stuff, always learning because the world's changing and I need to be a part of that. The next way that we are hurting ourselves, right? Is when we think, okay, my network, I know enough people. I got enough people in network. It's okay. Right. And we just stop. This goes back again to the work ethic thing. How hard are you working to grow your network to be in front of around in, in a trusting relationship with people that you can help and they can help you. What are you doing to grow your relationships, your um, healthy business relationships? You can't have too many of those, right? These are things that two or more people, right, that knowingly are helping each other reach their own business goals. When's the last time you reached out and met with, talked to somebody else, that y'all maybe call on the same type customer. Maybe you can help each other get into different doors. Maybe they're a prospect for you. But when's the last time you reached out to build another new relationship instead of waiting for your phone to ring? Proactive action. The last thing is where we, this is kind of the wraps the whole thing up. Whatever's our willingness to take risks. Are you willing to fail? And fail doesn't have to mean go down in flames. It doesn't mean bankruptcy, but are you willing to fail in a small way? Are you willing to ask a question? Are you willing to push back? Are you willing to say, I don't think this is the right fit. I'd hate to waste your time. Are you willing to dig one question more? 
or at the beginning of a meeting, are you willing to say, typically at the end of a meeting like this, we're deciding whether or not you want to sign a contract and give me a check? Even if that's never happened before to you in your life, main reason it's never happened before in your life is because you never freaking asked. Are you willing to ask and to, quote, fail? And here's failure in my book. Failure in my book is neither getting a yes or a no. Failure in my book is getting a, let me think it over. Why don't you call me in a week? We're going to sleep on this. Blah, blah, blah. Let me talk to my partner. Call me in two weeks. That's a damn fail. That's what it is. And it helps us. So when somebody says, let me think it over. I need to talk to my partner, blah, blah, blah. The fail is when you don't say, hey, let's just call this a no. Sounds like there's no way this is going to work. Call it a freaking no. Are you willing to fail? Your biggest competitor is you, right between your ears. There are no other competitors that are even one-tenth harming you as much as what's between your ears. Work on that. Don't worry about the other competitors, the other brand names that you think you're competing with. I'm Walker McKay with No BS Sales. You want to have a conversation? Walker at walkermckay.com or go to my free mini course, www.7salesmistakes.com. Free mini course about maybe some mistakes you might be making in sales and how you can fix them. Enjoy it. Thanks for listening to the OBS Sales School podcast. If you haven't already, please take one minute to write a quick review for the show. It really does make a huge difference. Also, subscribe to the show and please forward this episode to somebody else who needs to hear it. As a bonus for listening, I'm going to give you access to a free mini course, Seven Expensive Sales Mistakes You're Making, and What You Can Do About It. Go to www.7salesmistakes.com and get access to the free mini course. That's the number seven salesmistakes.com. Thanks again for listening to the OBS Sales School Podcast.